This is a No Land in Sight podcast production. Welcome to Is That Movie Still Good? The podcast where we take a movie from the past, give it a thorough rewatching, and ask the question, is that movie still good? This week we're going to celebrate, we're going to go into the closet, we're going to get out that old Ben Cooper brand plastic mask that you wore for Halloween. It was flame retardant, kids, and it was probably bought at a drugstore in a box by your mom. But we're going to put it on, see if it still fits, and see if we can still scare the neighbors. This week, Halloween, the movie that started the slasher genre. We're going to take a look at it, we're going to talk about what's good, what's bad, and ask the question, is that movie still good? So let's have a little fun today on Is That Movie Still Good? Welcome back, friends. This is Is That Movie Still Good? Uh, It is the middle of October. We are having a great fall. We hope that everybody is getting ready for Halloween, whatever you guys do. Um, We got some listeners from around the world. We don't know what you do, so... Our friends in places like South Korea and Australia and the Netherlands who have been great listeners for the show, we'd love to know because I don't know if you guys celebrate it, but we celebrate it and we have an awfully good time. So uh, I'm here, Nate is here, and we're ready to go. Um, I think uh, here in the Western Hemisphere it started out as the Day of the Dead. I think that's right. That's right. Um, So before we get into this classic movie, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about one that we've recorded and are trying to decide if we're going to release it or not. Yeah, so we recorded Splash. as It was going to be one of our early season two episodes. And uh, if you splash, you know, Tom Hanks, uh, Mermaid movie. Right. And um, first listen, I was not real impressed. And Jim and I had a discussion, you know, hey, maybe this is the first one that we burn. Right. But then I had to re-listen. And and I think it actually is pretty good. Plus, it's a Tom Hanks movie, which we have not covered Tom Hanks at all. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things. It's a New York movie, which Jim loves. I do. And And, and I think we have a pretty good ending. So what we're thinking about doing is, uh, putting out a vote, maybe on, uh, Jim's our technical advisor as far as, you know, social media and those types of things. Right. Put a vote out and see if you guys might want us to to drop it. We have referenced it in other episodes. So you're probably wondering when are they going to play it? Yeah. Why are are these guys obsessed with Splash? Like what's going on? (laughs) Um, but yeah, if you guys are interested, um, I think it's worth a listen. And if you want to put that in this season, um, give us a shout via the website or um, via Twitter or whatever, however you follow us. And then uh, we will just sort of go from there. But, oh, we got business to get to right now. So, so, so we're going to do Halloween. We talked about this one. I love this movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, I love it. So, Nate, what do you remember about this one from your childhood days? Well, this is one of those that came out when I was like five years old. So I obviously don't remember the release and all those types of things. Um, but you, I just remember it as one of those like horror movies that, that I, I'm sure the first time I ever watched it when I was, I was probably 10, 12 years old on Halloween night. Yeah. You know, it was just one of those type movies. Yeah, for me, I um, don't remember when it came out, but it was this uh, you know iconic horror movie, like you say. And I grew up with a couple of cousins that were older than me, and they watched a lot of the slasher genre movies. And I was begged my parents to let me watch it, and they were very strict about R-rated movies. Like they wouldn't let me watch R-rated movies, but I think they were more worried about the sex. Like my mom was crazy about not letting me watch movies with sex in it. Like she wouldn't even let me watch an edited version of Shampoo. On network TV, she's like, nope, this is a mom and dad movie. I'm like, I'm freaking 11 years old, man. I know what's going on. But I finally got to watch this one and loved it. 
Love yeah, you. yeah, and and I and I'm sure probably maybe the first couple times I watched it, it might have been like on TV. Yeah, you know, so it was a very scaled down version. Oh, we rented it. We went and we rented the VHS tape, watched it at home. So I got the full. So do cut. you remember your first VHS store? Like, like I, I remember there's this one store that we would go in to rent our VHS tapes, and they were of course all stacked on the wall. We've all seen that on the movies before. But one of the things that I've never seen in the movies when they like show old VHS tape shops is we would go in and there was like one of those little like circle kind of metal things with paper and it was like a hook type thing. Uh-huh. And so you would they would just have the empty boxes on the shelves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would and you would take the little hooky thing yeah, the, off. The, yes. And that's what you would give yes. to the clerk and be like, I want to rent this movie, and then they would give you the VHS tape like it was made of gold. Right. <laughs> you know, because don't damage it. And you have to rewind it before you bring it back. Right. And those things back in the day, those things cost the, the purchaser of it like 60, 80, a hundred bucks. Right. It wasn't like they were buying them for 10 bucks. Like they were expensive. So what was the big gigantic, and this was early nineties, big gigantic disc player. Oh, laser disc, laser disc. Yeah. Oh, so, um, my brother had a friend that, uh, and this was right when they were graduating high school, a few years older than me. And he like the first, like jabby Gotti like saved up like 600 bucks and bought a laser disc. Right. And probably was able to buy two laser discs before it was already obsolete. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, well, it, it's funny because the first place that we went to to rent um, VHS tapes was a kind of a camera and video store, but they also did, you know, rentals. And they had a sign in there uh, because they rented a few Betamax tapes, but they didn't do many. But they had something that said, like, buying beta is like buying a ticket on a sinking ship. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my uncle had a huge beta tape collection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? If he still had it. It might actually be worse. It something. might be That's because right. he probably has Halloween in that collection, mm. and 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 th- this is where this movie it it really and you mentioned it in your intro, it, you said it was kind of the start of the slasher genre, right? And and it it was Friday the Thirteenth didn't come out for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was probably it was it was eighty three eighty four something like you that. Know, so yeah. it was like six years later, um, so this was really. Um, you know, the kind of big start. And, and you know, I do have a little personal connection and pride with this movie, too. What's that? John Carpenter. Yes. Who, you know, created this out of thin air. Mm-hmm. He's actually from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and is a fellow alumni of Western Kentucky University, right. just like myself. Let's go tops. Yes, go tops. Go tops. Yeah. Um, so Carpenter's amazing. This, this is, like you said, it's his brainchild. Um, he was one of the writers, um, directed... This it was a three hundred thousand dollar budget that ended up grossing forty seven million dollars. He wrote the score for this movie. Well, actually, um, actually Jim, um, worldwide it grossed seventy million. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you if you were to invest three hundred twenty five thousand and make seventy million, you've two hundred fifteen times your money. Right. Very right. great rate of return on that. Yeah, how you just like that, Warren you, Buffett? Well, just to give you an example. Facebook launched and had their initial public offering, their IPO, in 2012. And since then, they're at 300 times. Yeah. So still a little higher than Halloween, but Halloween, and we're not even counting the merchandise. Right, right. In the, in the whole franchise, just this one movie alone, 215 times investment, Facebook 300 times investment. I mean, what, what a good use of money. No kidding. And I wonder what the royalties ended up like this for the actors, because... Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was paid eight thousand dollars for this movie, so I wonder what the what the spinoff royalty is on that. Like, what percentage she's what cut she's getting and Did all that. Did she even get a royalty on the first one? I, I don't know. I have no idea what the contract would have been. Yeah. Maybe not because it was an independent film right. that was hard to be picked up at that point. Right, and and you know, and it, it and it just was you know had a lot of huge success. 
And, and, and it's interesting because, you know, it's not that great of a movie, you know, like some of the other movies that we've talked about. We've sure, talked about some really good movies with Oscar considerations and a lot of award winners or nominations, those types of things. And th- this movie is not that. Right. <laughs> uh, of course. Yes, right. <laughs> not that at all. But there is some, some type of, I don't even, organic beauty to this movie that makes it really good. There is. Um, one of the things that's great about this movie is there's no character development, essentially. None. And, and that's... Oh, Michael Myers is the worst villain of all time. I mean, because I, I, at, at some point I was so excited by Michael Myers. I was like Googling, where's he stack up on the best villains? And he's really not that high on the list. And I started thinking about it. And it's like, he shouldn't be because we know nothing about this character. There's no wasted time with that. And th- that's he's one just out the... to kill. Right. And there's a lot of different theories about what he represents or what, what's going on here. But to me, is he is basically just pure evil, and evil doesn't really need a backstory, right? Evil's just evil. Um, you know, Carpenter based Michael Myers on an experience that he had touring a um, psychiatric hospital while he was in college. And during that period of time, he met a child with just this blank look of evil on his face, and he said, it terrified me. It absolutely terrified me. And from that particular experience, he created Michael Myers, who I think essentially is the personification of evil, and, you know, in terms of the way that I view this movie. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it makes perfect sense, and it's... and, and that's the difference between, because you think of like, I don't know, and I, I thought of four, and you can maybe add to this list or subtract, of, of those just real psychotic people. Of course, you have Michael Myers, you have Jason from Friday the 13th, sure. you have Freddy Krueger, right. and I think Pennywise, especially with the rebirth sure. of It, kind of comes into that too. I think that's am, right. Am, am, am I missing anything big? Not from that particular genre. I mean, like, we can talk about psychotic villains. Like, we could throw well, there's a, tons of Hannibal right, Lecter's right, and, right. you know, uh, you know, Anthony Perkins and Psycho. There's tons but, of characters like that. But as like far that, as just, that's like, concerned. Kind of like just dead-minded death. Right. You right. know, I want to kill somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even Freddy Krueger probably doesn't even fall. And even Pennywise aren't even that blank. No, that's right. And, even, and, and as you remember Friday the 13th, that all started out with Jason wasn't even the killer. It was Jason's mom that was slashing everybody up. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that was just kind of a revenge for her son being, you know, drowned in the lake. Well, and, and, and this is where this movie is. It has some some cinematographic kick. Did I say that right? Cinematographic. Cin- it's it's yeah. not an easy word to say. It's got a little kick in the cinematography. <laughs> Cine- yeah, I'm trying to use it in the proper tense. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. yeah right? And it's the first time I've ever done that. Use that word in that tense before. <laughs> cinematographic. Excellence to it. Yes, it, it, it does. It starts out and you're in this first person view. And you All have the chilling music. Yes. Yeah, chilling music that, that we yeah, everybody knows that John Carpenter actually composed. Yes, he composed it. Um, it did not take him very long to compose it either. I think it was... Well, no, uh, somebody when somebody saw like one of the final, like near final drafts of the movie, they're like, it's just not scary enough. And he was like, oh, well, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> and he just adds this music he, to it. He composed it in four days. It's in this weird 5-4 time, um, and it is super chilling. Now, here's a fun fact uh a fun story from my backstory um when i was in high school one of the things that i did was uh play with the uh indoor percussion section and we went and competed for the national championships that year and one of the things that we played was this percussion mashup of the theme from halloween and the theme from the exorcist and you know with with people playing it on the marimbas and the xylophones and then the drums and then we had all these different crazy you know uh, percussion things going on and it was chimes what, yeah it was one of the most did you have pleasant. the triangle 
Uh, we had all kinds of things. Like, we were hitting a brake drum. We had somebody Rockets. behind a gong just scraping the, the drumstick behind it. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, no, percussion can be wonderful when done right. Third place nationally, by the way. Okay, do you have a medal? Uh, we got to take on a nice drum trophy. It was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway, so but the music is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, and, and that's been the Al Bundy segment of Reliving My High School Glory. So anyway, the music in this is, is as iconic as anything that you'll see on the screen. But to your yeah. point, the cinematography starting this thing out is is really, really good. Yeah, you have, you have the first-person view, and you just kind of walk around with the music, and it eventually shows up in, like, a teenage girl's room and just... And, and you can kind of tell he's looking through like kind of maybe like a Halloween costume, like a like the old like sheet, right, with right, the ghost eyes, and uh, just slash slash slash, uh, kill somebody. Next thing you know, everybody's running around. Uh, somebody got murdered, and uh, essentially, like little Michael Myers at what eight nine years old yep. kills his sister kills on his Halloween sister. night. Yep. And this was Halloween night, nineteen sixty three. What were you doing Halloween night, 1963? I was not around. Yeah, me neither. Before my time. Before my time. All right, so anyway, we skip ahead 15 years. Right. 15 years, and of course, you know, Michael Myers, he's, he's been in a, an insane asylum, and so we get Dr. Loomis. Right. Played by Donald, Donald Pleasant. You know, last week we talked about, um, we asked if Brian Dennehy was a character actor, and we ultimately decided he wasn't. Donald Pleasance is a true character actor. He he is because I've seen him in tons of movies. But like if it if I if 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 I would saw him in a movie that we've done right like in the podcast and you asked me what's his name I wouldn't know it. Yeah yeah he he's he, a true character. Actor. He made a killing off of just being a really good villain, kind of an evil sort of character. But you know Carpenter was kind of intimidated by him. You know when he met him. Uh, but ultimately turned out to have a great relationship with him, said he was a super nice human and great to work with. Um, Interestingly enough, he only filmed for five days, and he has 18 minutes of screen time. That's it. Yeah, he's not in it a lot. No, he's not. Yeah, and he and he always seems very kind of like tense. Like he needs he's, to go to the bathroom. He's or something. super uptight. <laughs> he's so uptight. Did, did you look at the at who John Carpenter wanted to play that role? Initially? I did not. He I did not. he wanted either Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee. I could uh, either one of those would have been great. Oh my gosh, yeah. Christopher Lee! Christopher Lee said turning that down was the biggest mistake of his career. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that would have completely changed the movie. It would have. Because the you know Jamie Lee Curtis who we'll talk about here in a little while I mean this was kind of her well it was her first movie what's her first movie and her big breakthrough and you know we'll talk more about her but it's like that was one of the things about this movie especially compared to other movies that we typically do there was not a lot of like heavy hitting star power in no, this one no there were you know you had Donald Pleasance and and you had Jamie Lee Curtis and that's really it um, there was P J Souls who played Linda and. Carpenter wrote her role because he liked her so much in Carrie, and so he wanted her in his movie. So he wrote that role for her, um, but it's still a minor role, and right. she's still someone who's not, like you would never know who that is, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And well, so anyway, you know, Loomis goes like Michael Myers has a court date or right. something like S- that. Something we don't really something, know exactly. It, 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 yeah, and it's um, and this, you know they don't do this. I don't think anymore in the penal system or the sanitarium system, whatever they call it these days. Psychiatric system? Right. What is it called? 
where they actually take them out of the facility. Right, right. But back, I guess, in, in 78, you would take them out of the facility and take them to the courthouse. Now, yeah. Now, why they were driving in the middle of the night to pick him up is beyond me. Yeah, that seems like an early morning job. Like, it's like he's got to be at court at, like, 1. So yeah, you pick so him up at 10. Like 9.30 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, but that whole scene, that, that whole sequence there, like, you start to realize this is going to be a thing. Because as they're pulling up to the mental institution, those people wandering around on the grounds, that is just eerily chilling, right? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, it was like almost like they had escaped something. Yeah, it was super weird. And then you had the nurse in her like super old school nurse costume. Like, So I watched this uh, – when I was doing this rewatch, I watched it with my wife, and she at one point said – Oh, she really is a nurse. I thought she was just dressed up as a nurse for Halloween. I'm like, no, nope, <laughs> that's a real nurse costume. Yeah, no, that's that's what they look like back then. And 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 it's in the and it's like somehow like Loomis gets thrown out of the car, and some next thing you know, Michael Myers is smashing in the window, and he steals the car. Right. Because because you know because here's what well, here's what we know. He was like what eight years old, six years old, six six, remember, six, yeah, years, six old, years old, six years old. Right. And and has been in a sanitarium for fifteen, 15 years. years. But he knows how to drive a car. Yeah, there's been, there's been a lot written and talked about with that. It's a real hole in this one. And so another thing I thought about as I watched this is one of the things that I, I remember about Michael Myers is like he him being just kind of superhuman, right? Like you can't kill him, and he does all of this stuff, and you know the ending kind of brings that home. But it doesn't really get too comical until later in this movie and later in the series. But I started a running tally of – are there more good scare moments, or are there more superhuman Michael Myers moments in this movie? And the first superhuman Michael Myers moment we get is when he's on top of the car, and then he reaches around, and he slams and breaks the window with his fist. Right? Yes, like, that's a superhuman move. That is. That, that's almost like uh, Bruce Willis Unbreakable right there. Yeah. And so, and, and to do that, they, they taped a, a wrench to his hand, and they painted it to look like flesh, so that when he brought it around, the wrench slammed into the window and broke it. That's some really good three dollars special. That, that is, some, I mean, when you're that on a three hundred thousand really, dollar budget, yes, you do what you got to do. That is excellent. Now, and, and yeah, and, and, he, and he drives away in the car, and you know, boom. Okay, so we're back in like his his hometown, which is what somewhere in Illinois, I don't know. Haddonfield, Illinois, a fictional town, um, and it's interesting. I, I love the setting there. I know it was shot in Pasadena. But it still has that look and feel of middle America in the late 70s, early 80s. And that, I think that is part of what draws me to this movie. Because being from a small town, I totally relate to everything that, that this is, is throwing out. Yeah, and Hansfield is where he's from. I right. mean, that's where the, the house that he killed his sister right. is. Right, he goes back to his hometown. Yeah, he goes back to his hometown, and he's... We see... this Now we're introduced to Jamie Lee Curtis. It's kind of like a cold intro to a new character. Right. Right. Um... And, like, I don't know, so they're, they're, the Myers house is up for sale. Yeah. So she has to put a key under the doormat for somebody to come look at it. So she does that. And she's, like, you know, a high school girl. And as she's walking away, you see Michael Myers looking uh-huh. at her through the window. Yeah, and, and that's the that's, that's one a of really good creep scene. Real good. Like, I mean, a the, really good creep scene. Just to let you know how the tally breaks down, there are more good creep scenes in this movie than there are superhuman Michael Myers. Oh, this Myers whole movie movies. is creep scenes. It's great. And, and when... When uh, Carpenter was writing this, they wanted to write it like a radio play 
with a good scare every 10 minutes. And you pretty much get that. Oh, no, she would, like, be walking down the street and see him behind a bush or be hitting, sitting in the house and look out a window out and he'd the, be the, there. The, yes. And, 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 and this is what the weirdest thing was. And, of course, this whole movie takes place on Halloween Day. Right. Morning to night, 24-hour period. But she would see him in the middle of the day. Right. Didn't nobody else see him? Well, that's that's what's kind of <laughs> weird about it, right? Or was he like kind of was he like flashing around? Is that more of a supernaturalness where he can just like um, you know move from one place to the uh, to another? So two things about that. Number one, I think Is the he a whole shapeshifter. In, he could be. Um, and well, you know that they they just referred to him as the shape in the script and in the the credits. He's just referred to as the shape. And so I think he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, um, but from the standpoint of like stuff that doesn't make sense like he's roaming around this small town and nobody else sees him and he's driving this government station wagon around and there's no other car on the street and nobody has been like what's going on with that weird station wagon with the dude with the mask like what's up with that and and but but the other side of that coin is i think if you suspend some disbelief here and just watch this for what it is the beauty of this movie is we watch michael myers stalk and we're afraid of what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where he's going with it, but we're watching him stalk his prey. And very much in Hitchcock style and other really classic movies that will scare you, it's being afraid of what you don't know or what you can't see as opposed to what you actually see and, and you know, know is coming. Yeah, no, this movie, it has a lot of it, – it, it's a good just part of horror history because there's a lot that it does take – from Hitchcock, but mm-hmm. then there's a lot that it gives to future horror, Absolutely. horror it, films, it is, too. Well, and that's what my wife said. She didn't care too much for it. She said it was still kind of hokey. She said, but I do see how influential this movie really was. Um, quickly to Hitchcock, did you know that Carpenter was a big Hitchcock guy? And, course, yeah. and, and he made a big nod to Hitchcock. His greatest tribute to Hitchcock, he said, was casting Jamie Lee Curtis in this role because oh. Janet Lee had played in Psycho, her mom. And so he cast Jamie Lee Curtis, so he felt like that was a big tribute to Hitchcock. Also, he used the name Sam Loomis, which was a, a character in Psycho as well. So yeah. a lot of throwbacks to that. Well, and, you know, I mean, and Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, she kind of Hollywood royalty a of course, little bit. I of mean, course. you know, Janet Lee and then her dad's Tony Curtis. Right. Um, like we said earlier, this was her first movie. Here's the cast pretty much in this whole movie. You got Michael Myers. Right. You got Dr. Loomis, or Loomis right. the psychiatrist. You got a sheriff mm-hmm. who, and, and his daughter is friends with Jamie Lee Curtis and this other girl. Right. You have um, a couple of their boyfriends. Right. And then you have a couple kids that they babysit. Right. That are freaking horrible. <laughs> yeah. Horrible in this movie. I, I don't know if you guys remember this from last season. Nate does not like children in movies. No, I do not. I do not. And they were bad. They were just, they're just in a bad movie, the kids, their badness, their is even worse. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, even yeah. worse. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because it's like these aren't even the kids that are getting into ET, mm-hmm. you know, or the Goonies. Right. I mean, they're, they're, it's just like they're getting in on. I mean, they probably got paid like a like, you know, five hundred dollars oh like a pack they of got, gum, you know, to be in this movie. Yeah, I mean, this solo, but like they got nothing. You know, the the cast all had to provide their own clothes. Yeah, right. Jamie there wasn't Lee even Curtis, a costume designer. No, Jamie Lee Curtis went to J C Penney and spent a hundred bucks on her wardrobe for the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so those kids were like, okay. they didn't get anything. No, you, you want a uh, Milky Way? Did anybody have a trailer in the, I, in the filming of this I, movie? I, I, I doubt it. I yeah, doubt it. Carpenter probably didn't even have a trailer. I mean, it, it's just you know, it's 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 low budget, but it's really good low budget. 
You know, uh, this movie is so many of the shots are dark. The lighting is dark, and that was not totally intentional. Um, a lot of that was because they couldn't afford better lighting, and it well, ends up being brilliant. Well, and they and, and you know they filmed it in California, but it was right. supposed to be fall in Illinois, right? And so they cut up like paper bags or something and painted it to yes, look like look leaves, like leaves and, and then they would have to clean them up every night because they would have to use them over and, and over them. every single yeah, day and yeah, reuse yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, it's still brilliant, you know, the way they did it and. Yeah. And so, you know, I talked about the different characters. And so one of the things that people talked about this movie and you mentioned earlier was the rated R mm-hmm. because of the kind of sexual innuendo. There was a lot of front, uh, female frontal nudity. Right. I don't, I don't think the horror or the graphics would have given it an R. No, I think you're right. And there's the there's, there's, there's no language bad. in there. I, yeah. think, I think that, yeah, you're exactly right. And we talk about this being the spawning of the slasher film genre. But this Michael movie Myers, would definitely be PG thirteen now. It totally would be, and Michael yeah. Myers' preferred method of killing this movie is strangulation. It is because he does. He only slashes a couple of folks, and it's kind of like well, I have opportunity. a whole. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, and I'm skipping all over the place on my notes here. So, is he a strangler or is, or is he a stabber? I don't. I don't know because he stabbed his sister. Yep. But then he strangles Strangle. the next couple people. A couple people, and then he. And then he tries to stab Jamie Lee Curtis towards well, he the end. he stabs Bob. And he's, he's terrible at it. Yeah. And he misses her like twice at point yeah. blank range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, he becomes more, you know, and, and as the series moves along, he becomes more of a slasher. But in this one, he's perfectly content to just strangle you out, choke yeah, you out. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure yet. I mean, he's still developing himself as a murderer. Right. And, you know, still picking his, you know. But the, he's very binary in the sense that that's the only two ways he can kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I haven't seen any other movies. Does he pick up new skills? Not that I recall. Well, he does. Um, I think in Halloween two, he cranks up the hot tub to like a boiling level on the couple, and but maybe he stabs them after that. I'm not. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it was weird. Um, so anyway, he goes to Haddonfield, and then the next shot we get is Doctor Loomis walking out of the psychiatric ward with somebody else, and it's broad daylight. And I'm like, what did you do overnight? Did you just go in there and just take a little nap? Did you all have some dinner and talk about it? Because you would think he would be sprinting out of there to try to catch Michael Myers, but I'll just wait till sunrise, man. Loomis is kind of a, a, a very interesting character throughout this whole film in the sense that he's he like wants to scare everybody about Michael Myers, but he's just always just kind of like not in a hurry. Yeah. It's like if you, if you want to talk to him about Michael Myers, he's like, oh, be, be afraid. He's going to kill the whole street. He's right. going to kill your children. He's going to rape your chickens. <laughs> right. right. But, but it's like at the end of the day, he's kind of just he, – he loses his car. It took him – he doesn't even recognize that his car was on the street all day long yeah, yeah. until the end of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like – and then what about the whole scene when um, – when he gets scared and he pulls a gun out when he's right, with the sheriff. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, and, and, well, my note, my note right here is, Doc is packing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I, I, I have a, I have a, I have a carry, uh, a concealed carry uh, permit. Yeah, carry permit. right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But that's, but when he gets back, there, there's a lot of stuff with him going around the town. He talks to the sheriff, and he, even the sheriff is 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 skeptical. And they go to the Myers house, and and they find this dog that and. Th- that was a weird scene. You don't ever see this dog, but you know that he's killed this dog and eaten some of the dog. And they're like, there were two dog murders. In there this were movie. two dog murders in this movie. Yes. Yeah, which was, I mean, you know, 
Back then, it probably wasn't as sensitive because back then, those people right. you don't have the same like kind of pet love. Yeah, you have these it's days. a little different. Yeah. You know, I, I did mark the him killing a German shepherd with his bare hands as part of his superhuman talents. Well, he strangled him. Yeah, strangled a German shepherd with his bare hands. I, I think once you get your arm around him, I think you could like kind of get him in a headlock. I don't think it would be that hard once you had him in a headlock. Maybe not, but he did it awfully quietly. He did. Yeah. He did. There wasn't any squealing or no. anything. No. He, he, was qui- he was quiet the whole time. The whole time. Does he have a single line in this movie? No, no. no not, not, not a word. Not, not a word. Yeah. You know, so anyway, he, he eats some dog, you know, leaves the carcass there, and, and they're like, it's still warm. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, but then, you know, Loomis is warning the sheriff as, they, as we progress, and the sheriff finally buys into it. He buys into it after they go to the cemetery and find that the yeah. tombstone is gone. The tombstone of the sister that he it's killed. gone, right. Yeah. yeah, his sister's tombstone is gone. And so then the sheriff is like, okay, maybe this is a thing. And and in one of the actually smarter moments of this movie, the sheriff talks about, like, we should tell the news and the radio and everybody, and he's like, no. Then oh, you're Dr. Loomis shuts that down he immediately. He kills it, which is right, right? Like, on Halloween night, if you said there's a killer running around, how many calls are you going to get? Yeah. It's going to be absurd. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, the... the because in the backdrop of this whole movie is people trick-or-treating. Yes. Which is just brilliant again. I mean, that nobody had thought... There, there's actually another person, not John Carpenter, that says the movie was his idea. Uh-huh. Basically, his idea was nobody's ever written a movie before and called it Halloween. Well, that, I've thought about that, too. Like, like a horror it's, movie. It's so smart and brilliant. It's so simple. Simple, right? Like, this movie was originally... To be well, called The Babysitter Murders, but they changed it to Halloween. They did some reworking. They actually set it on Halloween proper. And then to say, we're going to just call it Halloween, I, I mean, it's genius. Like, if this movie were called anything else, we might not think about it in the same way. Like, but, if it, but, if like, it was called Michael Myers Attacks Illinois. Right. Yeah. You just write it off, right? Like, if somebody wrote the perfect romantic comedy and called it Valentine's Day, like, that's the same kind of thing, but nobody's ever well, done no, that. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm really close to being done with my Flag Day screenplay. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> It's going right. to be great. <laughs> my Flag Day screenplay is going to be awesome. Right. Sequel, Arbor Day, coming soon. But but it's 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 so simple and so brilliant, and it has, it has made this movie timeless because, right. well, it's Halloween. What movie do you want to watch? Well, let's watch Halloween. Let's watch Halloween. Right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you're not thinking Friday, you know, Miracle on, not Miracle, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, or, I mean, right. you might, but Halloween comes to mind first. And people watch it every year on Halloween. Absolutely. I Absolutely. mean, there's probably been, no, if you, like, did, like, a, a, a chart, you know, a graph, there's probably been no less than... Two hundred to three hundred thousand people, right? That have watched this every Halloween. Of, of this course, movie, this movie every. And I mean, like, how many cable outlets have shown Halloween marathons? Like, we're going to show them all, and it, it's just a right. big. It, it's it's a. It's actually it's actually probably a good like if you're a USA or I'm trying to think of the other channels TNT right I mean it's probably a good investment for them to buy the franchise to be able to be able to show it on Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one thing that I noticed about this show. Because um, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. First time ever, it was free. Oh, wow. Totally free on Amazon Prime. Now, if I w- go to watch this movie on Halloween night on Amazon Prime, you think it'll be free? Six bucks. <laughs> Six bucks. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, exactly. So you talked about the the, the nudity, and so there's, there's a little bit of it in this. Um, it's not a ton, particularly by our standards today. But a lot of what's going on is, you know, these these high school kids just trying to get laid and – 
That's their. That's a, a lot of these people. That's their whole mission on this Halloween night is they're just trying to get like. And by the way, where the hell are all the parents? Like, what party is going on in Haddonfield that all the parents are gone? Yeah, it must have been a great parent it, party because we don't see a parent in this whole movie. Right. No. And yeah. it's and it's so it goes on and so you know Michael <laughs> comes at you know some of these. Uh, girls as they're trying to get laid and, and that's kind of like he's kind of stalking them and there's been some stuff written like at one point in my notes I, I was just like does he just hate fornicators like there's been some critique of like is well, this something about sex and but well I, but, you know, well, what, what, you know they, they we were talking earlier about the kids in the movie and then they're babysitting them right yeah so Jamie Lee Curtis is is babysitting one kid on Halloween night and right across the street one of her other friends is babysitting another kid right and the one that's across the street is wanting to hook up with her boyfriend. Right. So she dumps the kid mm-hmm. off over at Jamie Lee Curtis's place. Right, right. And so she can go to hook up with her boyfriend and she goes to get into her car and her car's all steamy. Mm-hmm. And that's and when she realizes Michael's oh, in the back somebody seat. here. So Michael's in the back and seat. And so that's his first kill on this. Well, second kill, because there's one early in the movie that, that where he kills some truck driver or something. That, yeah. That's, well, and then, of course, killing his sister, too. Right, right. But it's his first kill on this spree right here, the Halloween right. night so then, spree. So then across the street at the house where Jamie Lee Curtis is babysitting, the little boy, who's obnoxious, is, uh, and, and the little girl, he's trying to scare the little girl. Yes, yes. So he gets behind, like, a curtain in the window, and he actually sees Michael Myers carrying the one body uh-huh. from the garage into the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just creepy. But at the same time, the other friends... So, 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 you know, Lori is the Jamie Lee Curtis character. Right. Right. And, uh, and Annie is the one that just got strangled by Michael Myers. Yes. But then they have this other friend who's dating this guy named Bob. You remember Bob? Right. So, yeah. So Bob and, is... And with the van? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even need to go anywhere. He had a full-on conversion van, dude. Like... <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Why do you need a house? Everybody would still be alive if he'd just gone someplace remote. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Bob's with Linda. Mm-hmm. And instead of just doing her in, like, his gigantic van... He decides to take her to the house. Yeah. And so they, they go into the house. And so they go upstairs and they have their like teenage sex. Right. And then Bob's like, I need it. They're fighting over who's going to go get a beer. They, they actually. Okay. So they, they're at another adult's house where another friend is babysitting, has sex in somebody's bed and immediately light up cigarettes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God, the seventies were awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they fight over who has to go downstairs go to get a, get a beer. Yeah. And so before I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second, I'm going to go back. Real quick okay. to um, Annie who dies in a car, right? right, right. Dies in a car, right? Like the thing that we forget about is like she spills butter all over herself while she's babysitting, and yes. so she just changes her clothes and takes off all her clothes in the kitchen, and then she goes after the like she puts on a, a, a white dress shirt, men's white dress shirt, like in Oxford. Yep, men's white dress shirt, cotton panties. Like nobody's ever going to say no to that. And then she walks out to the car. Like, she's going to get into the car and drive away with no pants on. She dies in a car in the driver's seat with no pants on. <laughs> Think about that, listeners. Yeah, Think about it's, that. It's a bit much. So anyway, back to Bob. So Bob goes down, and in one of the, the most so, – so obviously Michael – this is where Michael gets his first stab on on Halloween night. Like, he stabs Bob, kills him. No, like, no, he strangles Bob. But, but, then he, but then he hits him. Oh, does he hit yeah, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, like, he pins him up to the wall with a knife. And so then, in one of the most hilarious scenes of the movie, he comes back upstairs with the sheet on and Bob's glasses on over his eyes. Like, And it, it's comical yeah, so, and silly, and I love it. 
Well, but here here's my problem with this scene is Dr. Loomis has been talking about how Michael Myers has just been staring into a wall for 15 years, has no emotion, has not as uh, you know, he's just like just death. He's evil. He's death. But yet he all of a sudden he becomes creative. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> it's like uh, all of a sudden he's got some personality. Oh, I'm going to be a creative that's a, murderer. That's a great he puts point. His, he puts now the only thing though on this is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, the sheet with the eyes mm-hmm. cut out was the same outfit he had on when he killed his sister when he was a boy. No, he had on a clown outfit. He had a clown outfit. Clown okay, outfit, that's right. right. That's right. Because yeah. so, you, so, you, you don't see it through the eyelids when he's, when he's a boy. You see him just walking around, and then he picks true. up the clown mask right before he kills her. Okay, so so then that means that Michael Myers, now at 20 years old, however old he is, um, he was creative enough to steal a sheet. Find a sheet somewhere in this find house. Find a sheet somewhere in the house. Get some scissors. Right. Cut the eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then this is just where it's just a little too clever for Michael Myers. It's been staring at a wall for 15 years. He takes Bob. Bob. Bob, Bob, yeah. Bob He takes Bob's glasses and he puts, puts them, them on. over it. Right. Now, Michael Myers has been walking out in daylight with his, his mask on and his overalls all day long. Mm-hmm. Now he decides to get creative. Right, right, not right. buying it. Yeah, not buying it. You're, you're right. It's, not buying it. It's it, it, it's absurd. It's totally absurd. Oh, wait, it, did you know? Did you know the the thing about his mask? Right, that it was a Shatner or Captain Kirk. Yeah, mask? it was a Captain Kirk mask. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that they spray painted and yeah. kind of stretched out a little right, bit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Captain. Kirk I, mask. I had actually heard that even well before we did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They podcast. they started with a clown mask, and it was just too over the top creepy. They said so. They they went with this Shatner mask and. Uh, doctored it up they looked at a couple others they talked about a nixon mask and and you know a couple other ones but the the it it doesn't look like uh, james t kirk at all but would it have been better if we in a spock mask with ears well they talked about spock they, they actually they? spock was one of them that they looked at and considered but no i i don't think it could have been any better than what it is they hit a home run with the mask yeah this. yeah once again just a really good like the level good choice. of detail yeah good choice so he shows back up in the room in his like ghost costume with Bob's glasses on, and she's like, "Hey Bob, yeah, she's hey like, Bob, oh why are you being so teasy, Bob? Yeah, <laughs> and so he kills her. Yeah, right. <laughs> then he strangles her, chokes her out, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, you know he's he's on the warpath now, and and so now, um, what, what what's Jamie Lee Curtis's name? Uh, Lori. Lori. Lori yeah. Strode. It's Lori Strode. She she's curious about mm-hmm. what's going on over there because the kids are freaking kids are out worried like, and she's worried, worried about her friend she calls nobody, about friend, nobody answers right. yeah so she decides to go over there right good move well in these movies there's always a moment where you're like why would you do that but there's no reason to think anybody's been killed or anything it's small town illinois um your best friend's over there Maybe they're just getting it on, but you're a little creeped out, so let's just walk over there. So Michael Myers, she goes over there and, like, you know, finds the dead bodies, which this was really, really, really creepy, was when she found her first dead body, it was laying in a bed, and it had the tombstone. Right, so he has, he's done this weird recreation where the dead body's laying in the bed, and he's propped this massive tombstone up at the back of the bed. So... This is on the superhuman side. Like, he's obviously got some kind of superhuman strength to be able to pick up this piece of granite and stick it, carry it around town, stick it in the bed. He is very, he's a very strong man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the workout regimen is at the psychiatric hospital, but he's been skipping leg day and just doing the upper body, I think. Well, and then she turns around, she like opens a closet and one body comes out 
and uh, and then she turns around and does another closet, and then like you know another body comes right. out, and then she turns around and there he is. Yeah. Then it's on, and so this is where this movie gets a little bit more silly to me because then he's really trying to kill, and we never really know what his fixation is with her or any of these kids. But yeah, is he trying to kill her for a particular reason? Or just he just wanted to kill somebody else. See, I, I think that that's oversold. I think he just wants to kill people. Yeah, he did it, see her at the beginning of the movie, he, and he I has, think that was a dramatic part of the movie, but I think he just wants to kill her. Right. Well, I think so, too. And I think he's just latched onto her and these other girls, and for whatever reason, he's been following them around. And I don't think she's his target. I think he, she is a piece of his target that he's going for. So why doesn't he kill the little kids? I don't know. I, or I, the adults. Yeah, well, well there, there the are adults no adults. Are all at there the are awesome no adults. party. The adult, right. I mean, he, they, the adults are at the awesome party. Yeah, they're at the awesome party. They're all super high and they're doing whatever they do. And, and at adult parties, what do they parties. do? I, I have no I, idea I what happens know. at grown up parties. I don't know, but it's probably good. It's probably fun. It's 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 way more fun than sitting at home with those kids and pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, watching like like science fiction movies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so so Michael Myers like starts to chase her out of the house. And he, this is what I talked about earlier, like about him being a stabber, and he completely like misses. He like cuts her blouse and puts like a little, little scratch in her shoulder. Gets her arm. Yep, yep. And you know, one of the the crazy things about this movie is a couple of times she gets the knife, and then she thinks Michael is dead, and then she just throws the knife down. Like, why do you keep throwing the knife down? Like, that's one of those horror movie tropes where you know the the hero does something that's dumb, right? Like, I've got the knife. I think he's dead. I'm just going to throw this down. I'm not going to take this knife with me just in case something happens. Well, and Michael Myers is really slow moving. He is. He is like, like a Frankenstein when she, character. When she runs out of the house, I was just like, you know, just just jog. <laughs> I'll never catch up. Yeah. Just, just jog away from him. And I mean, you could actually speed walk and still get away from him. Right. He never runs. He never. He's never quick. He just methodically walks and methodically paces. And really, even if she had just sprinted down the street to another house, and in fact, she does go to another house, and good old small town values, whoever's in the house, is like, she's like, help me, help me, help me. Lights turned off, shutters closed, you're not getting in here. Oh, yeah, and, and well, and so what does she decide to do in, in typical horror movie fashion? She runs back to the house where the little kids are at. Right. Hey, let me lock you. He, he's pretty much broken down every door, broken every lock at this point. Right. So she's just going to trap herself inside of the house. When she could have just, like, ran away. Right. Now, to be fair, if she had run away and the kids had gotten killed, you know, that'd be a bad thing. She'd probably done the responsible thing to go try to get the kids. But really... But she didn't really seem like she was trying to protect the kids. That was... If if there would have been more emotion around protecting the kids... Yeah. And getting them out the back door... Right. I mean, you'd go in the front door, grab the kids, go out the back door, and keep running. Yeah. But I would never catch them. But I think she thought she was going to get in the house, lock the door, pick up the phone, call the police, it'd be all right. But she gets in the house, locks the door, picks up the phone, and realizes... Somehow he's magically cut the wires, like in yeah. the midst of all of this. And by the way, this is the longest night in the history of humanity. But it's a very long Halloween. No. Anyway, um, so yeah, so she gets in there, and then you know what's going to happen, right? Michael's coming in. He's going to come come in there, and and we're going to get the the ridiculousness of it. Like all the best scares are early, um, and now we're going to get him coming at her. Yeah, and and he's and once again he's not like a like. She, like, runs upstairs and, like, hides in the closet. It's like, hey, let me find the, like, smallest place, most isolated place where I have no escape route, and let me go there. Right, and, and this closet is, uh, 
this it, it's it's not even a full door closet. It's one of those louvered doors where like all yeah, you with the, do is, the kind of the uh, angled things yes. where the light comes in yeah, yeah. and stuff I like mean, that. Yeah, I mean the six year old could have burst through that, right? But, like, uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I, I mean it was just kind of really a lot of bad decisions on her part. And really at this point, I'm kind of rooting for Michael. <laughs> I'm kind of like she's gonna be this dumb. We've all got a little just, evil. Just, just kill her, and so you move on to the next person. Yeah. It's like I mean, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really rooting for her at this point because I'm like, you've had at least by now a dozen chances to escape, and you just keep making the wrong right. decision. Right, and I she, no longer have empathy for you. Right, and 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 we we overlooked the when he first gets in the house and he's he's coming at him and she stabs him in the face with a knitting needle. And Second movie in a row with an Indian needle stabbing. That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks he's, he's down, and then she starts moving, and then she realizes he's up, and she's in the closet. He bursts through there. He stabs him with a coat hanger. Um, and in the middle of all of this, uh, the kids have gotten out, right? Like, at this point, the yeah, kids are out. Yeah. They're screaming. Because Loomis has kind of realized he's not coming back to his old house. Because Loomis is stationed at the old Myers house, waiting for him to come back. And he realizes he's not coming back, so he starts walking on the street. <laughs> yeah, and this and this scene right here is probably my favorite scene of the movie. Okay, and and it's not really a scene; it's more of a cinematographic. How did I say it earlier? Yeah, a cinema, something like that. A cinematography. Uh, yeah, piece. piece of where she's sitting there. She finally thinks that she survived. She's sitting on the floor. She's panicking, and she's just kind of like sweating, and she's just like looking. And you can see Michael Myers laying out there dead in the background. And what does he do? Oh, he sits up slowly. Slowly, slowly, and he just starts kind of sitting up and coming after her again. Yeah, and once again, going back to your theory of that he's indestructible. Right, right, and so then we get sort of the the climax sequence where he's he's coming at her, strangling her, and uh, Loomis comes in, busts through, and then um, shoots him, and not shoots him once, but he unloads six his, shots, his, unloads his revolver, revolver. In there. unloads it, and he falls out the window dead on the ground they look out and they see him and uh at the, the the great line in that is when um jamie lee curtis says that was the boogeyman and he says indeed it was or whatever <laughs> indeed it was yeah. the boogeyman. yeah and then and then we look back out the camera pans back outside and what do we see he's gone he's totally he's gone. gone and then it, it just ends with these shots of the individual houses where everything's happened right the hat the house where Jamie Lee Curtis is, the house where Bob and his lady friend were killed, and then the Myers house, and then we fade to credits. And I have said before, I think this movie, if they never made a sequel, would be viewed much more as a classic than it is now. And it's kind of viewed as a classic now. But I I feel like if they had left him dead on the ground and you just kill it, like I think it... I really like that. Now, if we're so if, here, no, I'm, 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 go ahead. Finish. But, but if we're embracing that Michael Myers is evil and evil can never be destroyed, then the ending makes a little bit more sense that he gets up and goes on. Well, and also, and I'm, and I'm sure people that watch movies earlier could probably give me other examples. We, so we see so much in movies today and, and TV today about setting up for the sequel, right? I don't know how much of that existed in the late seventies and this totally set up for like a, a sequel, but, but I don't think he meant for it to be a sequel. I, I don't think I, he did he, either. In, in fact, he did not. The reason they made a sequel was because of this one. 
was so popular and and did so well, but it was ready made. And if you've ever seen Halloween two, Halloween two starts with that end sequence where you basically just pick up right where you left off at the end of Halloween. Like they show that sequence where he die, he falls out the window, they look out, he's gone, and then it picks right up there from Halloween night, and they're they're right. still tracking him, and he's still trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Which there are very few movies that that have ever done anything quite like that, right? Yeah, I, I'm actually sitting here trying to think of other movies that picked off right up, like on on the second movie. And I I, I know there's some, and I but I didn't research it and can't think of any right now. Well, I was thinking about like, didn't Rocky Four start? Rocky with the Two. End? Well, Rocky, Rocky Two. two started Rocky with that. Two started with the end of Rocky right, One. Right. And and Rocky Four that you see the end of uh you see Rocky and Apollo going to the showers after they've had that. Um, yeah. private boxing The Rocky match. movies, that, those are the ones those I was two. thinking about. That's the Rocky movies go, at least the early ones, mm-hmm. um, would go like right from one scene to the next. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. a soap opera. Right, right. Yeah. And and this and, and Halloween's done the same thing. But I, I thought it was great the way that it ended. I did too. Yeah, I mean, and really, to be honest with you, when we get to this point of the podcast, which I know is coming up soon... They got a good bump in grade. This movie got a good bump in grade just for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think everything about this movie is, is great. Um, and I think it stacks up really well. Now, are you a big fan of horror movies? I don't know if we've ever really talked about that. You know, I'm not. You know, it, well, it depends. Either. I mean, horror, like slasher, yeah, not really. Not, I mean, I mean... They're fun. I mean, to me, it's like I I almost enjoy like a stupid horror movie uh-huh. more than I like a scare me horror movie. Right, right. You know, right. it's I like that. you know, and and you know, to where it has a little mix of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, to, um, but I I, I don't want to sit there and be like, you know, pop surprise. I don't want to go through a haunted house for two hours. Right. No. Right. And right, and right. Now, granted, this was a ninety minute movie. Yeah. And and but I still don't want to go through a haunted house for ninety minutes. Right. Where like the whole thing is, it's like poof, scary. Mm-hmm. What 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 are your favorite horror movies or scary movies? What's your definition of a horror movie? Well, I think that that probably something that's designed to scare you. That like its whole aim is to kind of scare you a little bit or so to make you is, uncomfortable. Is, is scaring different than freaking you out? Because see, no. here's where I have trouble with the de- definition of no, a horror movie. No, because one of mine. So is, is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? I think there are a lot of people who would classify that, and I probably would as well. It's not classically horror. Is Alien a horror movie? So that I think is that is on my list of one of the scariest movies. It's a brilliant scary movie. Maybe so. Are slasher films different? I think so because I think because I think there's a different audience. Yeah, that likes the slasher. They like the those types of movies and and the slasher movies. What was what was the big franchise that? Um, in the last decade or so, they made like five or six of them. Saw, saw, yeah, yeah. saw. You know, to where it's just gory and slashy. And, and granted, Halloween was not gory, right? But it's like, is that the evolution of the like slasher yeah. horror? Is, I mean, and I that's think a that's different right. movie than like something in Night Shyamalan might make. Right. that's just kind of freaks you out. Well, and the movies that I like that I call like kind of a horror movie or a scary movie, none of them are slashery, right? Like my favorite ones are um, Halloween. I love Blair Witch Project. I think it's a brilliant movie. Um, I told you about my Blair Witch Project experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, I, I, I think I, I, permanent brain damage. I, I like. Um, I think The Exorcist is a terribly scary movie. I don't know if it's a horror movie or not, but it's a great. Poltergeist movie. is good. Poltergeist is good. Um, and I put Alien on that list too. Like it's a terribly scary movie, not horror, but scary. And same thing with Silence of the Lambs. Kind of freaks you out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So my best one based on that definition. I'm still going to go more kind of 
not the most eloquent of right, movies. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how about that? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street I loved. Okay. I, I liked I, that one. I, I, I liked it. Um, you know, he had a song. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> right. Three, four, you better lock that door. And then Fresh Prince came out and just did a whole other thing later. Exactly. So I, I think in that, like, kind of, like, lean, leaning towards, like, the, like, not expecting art, but right. expecting, like, fear and scare, scariness and freakiness, I think Nightmare on Elm Street would probably be okay. my number one. I, I, that's a good one. That was one that I remember being so jacked to watch that movie. But came out. if I have to say the most artistic scary movie, uh-huh. Jaws. Yeah, that's a good I one, I mean, without question, Jaws. No. Jaws is a great one. I mean, and that's, and, and, and you take Jaws in, what was that, 75, 76? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, the big deal made, you don't even see the shark until halfway through. You don't see Michael Myers' face. Well, that's, that's what that's what all of these movies that I love so much are about things you can't see or control, right? right? Like, I, you don't see Michael Myers is there, he's popping around the corner. Blair Witch Project, you never know what's out there. Alien, it's, it's you're out of control. There's this thing that... You, you have no idea what it is or how to stop it. Like, it's all scared of what you can't see it's or what you can't It's a different type control. of fear than, like, I mentioned Psycho earlier. Yeah. Psycho is, like, a different, and, you know, it's, of course it's a Hitchcock movie, but it's a different kind of scary, freaky movie. It it, it, it will have the same emotional impact on you, but it's yeah. like, at least you know, hey, Anthony Perkins, or, like, what's the Christian Bale one? Uh, uh, the uh, Oh, American Psycho? American Psycho. Yeah. You you know right. how you know who the person is. You know what they look like. You know it because they're the focus of the film. Right, right, right. Where there's a different genre of like horror and shock and you know suspense and those types of things where you don't ever get to see that character until later in the movie. Yes, and yes. so that mystery builds where you're like, I, they're right around the corner. The fear of the unknown is so much yeah. more intense. I think. Yeah. And I think Halloween captures that I, very I well. Very well. Very well. All right, so Jim, what, what, what do we do at this point? Well, this is where we start to just kind of wrap this up. Uh, do you have any other notes or anything else you want to talk about on this one? Do we talk about how good of an investment this movie is? <laughs> I know we did. I know we did. Yeah, we got but, that. I mean, I know we did. But, I mean, still, that startles. That blew my mind. It's amazing. Like, I mean, if you're out there and you're, you really have good ideas and you want to make independent film – um, it happens. It's lightning it, it in a bottle. Happen. It does happen for people, and it's kind of amazing when it does. Well, and I actually Google like like the top twenty like best return on investment movies, and there were some things that you would know in there, and some things that you wouldn't. Um, like uh, one that was in there, um, the uh, the King's Speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were, I mean, so yeah. To Jim's point, don't be afraid to like take your take your chance. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Like you never know. Like, like creativity and art um, is going to get rewarded sometimes in in a big way. Um, so, otherwise, um, let's go with when would you watch this movie again? Oh, I'd watch this on Halloween. Me too. Me too. I would watch this pretty much every year at Halloween. I mean, it's just so iconic and classic. I love it. I've seen it several times. I've watched. You know, most of the franchise up until it got super silly, like, but I don't want to watch any of the rest of it. I just want to watch this one. Well, well that's how I am. I, I, I like this movie. I, I've seen Halloween 2. I haven't seen anything else. And I don't want to. Right. You know, that's the one thing about some of these franchises that go on and on and on and on. It's like, I don't really care anymore. But this original movie? 
Yeah, I, I watch it every Halloween it's, with the right people. I, I agree. I totally agree. This is uh, this is a classic um, for this time of year. So, so both of us have kids that are teenagers. Yes. So five to ten years from now, there won't be you know they've obviously quit trick or treating. Right. And we won't care about kids anymore because they'll be gone from the house. Right. So is there a time in your life where you're just going to like, hey, I'm not handing out candy. I'm going to turn all the lights off and I'm going to watch Halloween. I think that's a possibility. Like if I live in in, another thing is trick or treating is not as big of a deal in a lot of places. Right. Like I've lived in neighborhoods where I've been prepped with candy and had two people. So if that's the deal. Man, it's so it. unpredictable these days. Right. I mean, when we were kids, everybody did it. Yes. And maybe it was the neighborhood that you lived in. But I think Halloween trick-or-treating actually might be a fading. I think that's right. Uh, like because so fading, many you know, churches do trunk-or-treat, and you have malls that do right. things. and so it's, it's a zoo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so by the time you get to actual Halloween night, it's not the same, it's not the same anymore. I could totally see a day in my life where... Okay, um, we don't have any kids in the neighborhood. Let's just have a pizza and some beer and watch a couple of Halloween type movies. Or is it gonna? Or is it gonna turn into that adult party that all the adults oh, were at? Let's go to that. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's the other that's thing. thing with this movie. There's no adults, and they're all at the adult Halloween. Party. Well, that's the other thing about. So um, this movie might be like forty years prophetic. Maybe. Well, that's the other thing about Halloween now. It's become such an adult holiday. It used to be just a kids' holiday, and now it's all about you know it. People spend more money on Halloween than any other holiday in America except for Christmas because adults get costumes and obviously the candy and the kids. And but those costumes are skimpier. And right. Like, and like whatever yes. trend popped up last year, there's like a, a new movie with a new character. Right. Boom. Halloween costumes everywhere. Right. Well, and everybody wants to be clever too, you know, and, and do different fun Halloween costumes. So what's, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever dressed up in, Jim? Colonel Sanders. When I had a goatee and I spray painted my hair white, goatee white, uh, white suit. And if you drive through the drive-thru at KFC on Halloween night dressed as Colonel Sanders and just say, can I please have an empty bucket just for my costume? They will love you and give you the bucket. And then a couple of years ago, sticking with fast food, I dressed up as uh, Captain D. I, I spray painted my beard orange and, and wait, wore wait, a Captain D. you dressed up as Captain D? Were you not at that party? Uh, I might have been. I might have forgot. Well, I it was it was a it was a neighborhood party, and uh, I I was Captain D. I, I did had orange beard. Did you bring fish? Did you bring crunchies? No, but we we at the at the house there was Papa John's pizza and KFC, and so there's a great picture of me with the boxes of each and, and subtitled uh, "The Day Captain D Got Fired." <laughs> What's uh, your best Halloween costume? Uh, probably. Well, it depends. Well, best ever. Uh. And, and it's not the best one, but my most used. I'm going to go there first. Yeah. Pirate. Okay. Classic. Because when I was a kid, you know, there wasn't a lot of Halloween costumes. You didn't have, like, the Halloween store that oh, popped no. into the, like, right. the, the store that just it was closed. all homemade. Yeah, it was like, it was like oh, uh, whatever, Whole Foods just closed. Well, Whole Foods will never close. No. <laughs> but the bookstore just closed. Barnes & Noble just closed. How about that? Right. And so we'll put a Halloween store in there, and you get all your Halloween outfits. We didn't have that when we were kids. No. So you had to home make everything. And my mom would always make pirates. Like, like right. we, me and my brother were pirates. Because she could essentially take, like, dad's business shirts that he wasn't going to wear anymore. Yep. And, like, just cut it into pirate gear, put some, like, makeup on us, go get some candy, kids. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 
that's kind of how it was. So that is my favorite out Halloween outfit. Now, one time I had a friend, I might have mentioned this before, that worked at a video store. And so the people would come in to do promotions. And he actually had a Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle outfit there. Full shell and all. Oh, nice. So yeah. he let me borrow it. And it was a, a great costume. Everyone loved it. But I was... It was, I couldn't even sit down. Yeah, no, it, it was too very much cumbersome, costume. right? Too much costume. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. learned my lesson. Like, don't go too much costume. Yes. Don't take it to 11. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And then probably yeah, another one was probably when we were the Adams family. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Did you see me as Kenny Rogers a couple of years ago? I did. And that was, you were great as Kenny Rogers. Yeah, that was yeah, good. You were great. Yeah. And Elizabeth was Dolly Parton. So we had a great costume that year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that's Halloween costume talk again, reliving our past and loving it. Um, so I, I love Halloween. It's such a fun holiday. It is transitioning. It is going a little bit more away from kids, more to adults. And, you know, that's okay. Maybe that's that's where it goes. But uh, So when is it going to transition back into, like, some guy following you around trying to murder you? That's a great question because it used to be this, like, spooky thing, and now it's 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 a lot more fun. And, like you said, skimpy and kind of sexy at times. Um, I kind of miss Scary Halloween. You miss Murder Guy Halloween? I kind of do. I kind of miss, like, being just on that cusp of... Of, of teenagerness like that the last few years of Halloween where you're running around the neighborhood with your friends and it's all dark and kind of spooky and so was it last year like a Halloween full moon I think that's right you know, I don't know when we'll get that again but it, it, it's like every five six years yeah. it's not like Haley's Comet no no no, no, no. we'll get lots we'll be of alive them. for that you'll, you'll get a lot of them um, so I think we Jim I think what both of us are like proposing is for that Halloween should be scary again yes Yes, make Halloween scary again, America. It does, and if you do, then you will enjoy this movie. Yes. Absolutely. So, what do you think? Well, like, so we talked about when we were going to watch again. So, ultimate grade. What do you What are you giving this one, Jim? So, this is. Um, I'm going to go a minus because I think this is such an iconic movie. I think if you watch it, it's it's a B movie essentially, but it gets a bump up to an A minus simply because of all of the. Uh, influence that it's had on movies going forward i can't give it an a okay and 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 really i probably give it a b minus b b mid b yeah until the end right and i told you i was gonna bump it a grade right. because of the end right so i will take it to a very solid b plus okay so i, I don't think i could give it an a though just not for, if we're talking horror movies, absolutely right. it's an A plus. Right, right, right. But just movies in general. Yeah. Like if I if I if I if I ever met a guy on a desert island that had a TV and could get any movie that he ever wanted, uh-huh. this would probably still not be in my top fifty. Well, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, so I can't give it an A. Right. So basically, you know, it's one or two questions on the test. That's the difference between the B plus and the A minus. It is. And and it's um. It's not one that I – if you, I said, here's 15 movies you need to watch. I might not put it in that top 15. I said 50. I know, but I said 15. Like, really? I mean, in 50 – if you said 50 movies you need to watch, I'd put it in 50 movies you need to watch because of the impact that well, it had on the Well, you're phrasing it differently because you're saying 50 movies you need, need to, to watch, watch where right. I'm just saying the best 50 movies of right. all time. I, I, it's not so one of the best those are two movies. completely Correct. different Correct. conversations. Well, and that's why I give it a little bit higher grade. Um, it, it is not one of the 50 best movies of all time. I would agree 100% on that. But is it one of the 15 movies you should watch? 
I would probably wouldn't put it in 15, but in the 50, I would say yes. All right. Well, you all let us know what you would think. Absolutely. That's yeah, why we do this. You know, you know, that's why we do this. You know, hopefully, you know, expose you all to some, like, different types of things. I, I mean, I know everyone's familiar with this movie. We all saw it as kids. Um, or you've seen it, like, on Halloween night. But we just thought we'd talk about it for a little while. Yeah, this is one that's, uh, I, I was really adamant about doing it because I like it. And I think it's uh, just a really good movie in terms of what it means and, and kind of how much fun it is to watch. Um but I enjoyed it. I, I totally enjoyed it. Absolutely. And that's kind of why we get into this is like, let's let's watch some movies and see if we still like them. So I still liked it. Ultimately, this movie is still good. It's worth watching. Yeah. Um, uh, I would encourage anyone who hasn't seen it to watch it and anyone who has seen it to watch it again and share it with uh, your f- friends and family. Um, we have no idea what's up next. We have no idea what's up next. You guys can uh, message us about Splash. Let us know if you want to do that one. Um, we may drop that one in next and do a little bit more work, but we've got some stuff in the hopper that we want to do. We've talked about a couple of things, so we're looking forward to the rest of the season. We hope everybody has a great, safe Halloween, has a lot of fun. Whatever you're doing in South Korea, have a lot of fun with that, too. Um, so anything else you've got, Nate? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think of uh, you know, how to continue to you know, get people excited about the show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really all I'm doing. Yeah, okay, well, we're, we're trying to get out there, so again, continue to download, rate, subscribe, review, listen to us, share us, um, and we will see you again soon. Is that movie still good? Thanks a lot. <laughs>